Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals, Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headware USA, and I know I cannot be the only one that misses the promo horrors intro. I feel like we should have played it one more time. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Stephen? Should we have played it one more time? I mean, I yesterday mean, was Halloween. I think true. we should have done it one more time, but it's too late well, now. It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. How are you doing today, Stephen? Doing good. Uh, for those of you that don't know, yesterday was the first day of the end of the year because uh, as soon as you hit to Halloween, uh, mm. you're basically going to Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and the year's done. So I uh, hope you guys are ready for 2024. It does flash. <laughs> it, do, it does just happen to flash. Meg, how are you doing? <sighs> Man, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen you guys. I So much has happened and so much hasn't happened, I guess. All the same thing. We went up to Maine for a weekend. Um, and it's when all the leaves were changing colors. It was so beautiful, but then it snowed like two days ago and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope my pipes don't freeze and break. <laughs> so that's where we're at, just panicking until we go back up at Thanksgiving. Oh, so you're not yeah, sure if the pipes are frozen or... No, I sent my guy Vinny over. He went over and he took some pictures for me. So he just, he sent me a picture of like the view and the lake, it's like all foggy and it was real snowy. It was really pretty. So he sends me occasional pictures, but, but yeah. Nice. How are you, Jeff? I'm, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, doing all right. Uh, kids enjoyed their trunk or treating and all that good stuff over the last couple of days. And uh, yeah, this morning was absolutely freezing when I went to the gym. So mm. uh, yeah. Uh, all, I, I have one good. more question for Meg, if that's okay, Jeff. Um, yeah, sure. Since she didn't mention that she's she, her fantasy team, does that mean you didn't win? Hold, please. I actually have a text message from Tony saying, I went to bed and I was winning, and then booty sweat swept the board again. I am, like, at the top of our league right now. <laughs> uh, Meg, somehow you keep winning, but you, you also have, like, the lowest points uh, for in the, in the league. I don't understand how you're up there, but uh, – yeah, you're in third place overall. That's not going to last for very People long. People are just intimidated by booty sweat, Jeff. I think so, they are. No, it, it, it's not <laughs> going to last for very long. I can tell you that. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah. So, Stephen, and or Meg, to answer your question, I mean, we went from 80 degrees on Saturday to like 29 degrees last night uh, in a matter of no time. So, yeah, wonderful weather. We are joined today by a special guest, Nick Nalbeck. Sorry, we're just now getting to you four minutes into the podcast. But, uh, look, it, it, it's customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to sort of introduce yourself. Um, and since you're not in the promotional products industry, we'll maybe ask you how you got started into podcasting and, uh, or, or maybe how you became uh, introduced to, to chat GPT, because that's what we're going to talk about today is AI and chat GPT, because we've got some updates for you guys. So take it away, Nick. Yeah. So as Jeff mentioned, I got into the podcasting space and that's, that's really where the introduction to chat GPT kind of came into play, but it was about, what was it? Middle of 2020. I had wanted to get into the video stuff. I wanted a YouTube channel, wanted to do all that. And I was actually terrified of doing that 
<laughs> I would set up to record myself and like lock up and freeze and freak out. And I realized, okay, rather than do video, maybe I can talk to people and do a podcast. That's kind of like a, a good intermediary step. And since I did that, I just kind of fell in love with the medium, um, ended up turning that into more of a, a business and profession. And then all of this AI stuff started coming out. Even before ChatGPT, there were several tools that were kind of poking out, showing us what was potentially possible. And then ChatGPT basically blew the doors off the whole thing and said, look at this. This is crazy. And my business partner now, uh, Mark Ronick and I, we saw an opportunity. We said, people are going to want to learn this stuff. They're going to want to figure out how to use it. And specifically for podcasting, content creation, that type of stuff. So we kind of went all in on the AI stuff. We're constantly trying out new AI tools, learning how to use ChatGPT in a way that frees up a lot of our time. And yeah, we just really fell in love with the AI of it all. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually introduced uh, electronically to Mark through um, a promotional product distributor that I'm good friends with, Seth Weiner, uh, Sonic Promos here in Maryland. And uh, he basically told me, we were having a conversation at one of the regional uh, outings. And uh, I said, you know, we'd love to really start using chat GPT more specifically for content creation, because it's one of the biggest things that I think anybody that's doing any content uh, struggles with the most is, you know, how to uh, come up with relevant information and um, and, and, and timely. Uh, and so he had mentioned, uh, you know, using chat GPT and his his relationship with Mark and um, you know, I guess one of the things that he specializes or you guys specialize in is the the prompts and how to use chat GPT in the correct way to sort of get the right responses. Cause that's something that I've noticed with chat GPT, at least in the past is, uh, you know, you really get out of it, what you put into it. You know, you've got to ask the right type of prompts or the right type of questions in order to get the feedback that you're, that you're, you're actually looking for. So, um, it was really, really cool how, you know, all the, uh, you know, all the, the, the thin threads, uh, between us all have sort of connected us, but uh, happy to have you on the podcast and excited to launch into the topic about ChatGPT and AI. Um, and I think it's pretty timely. I guess I should mention we are uh, the, the AI Safety Summit is currently happening today, November first, uh, over in the UK. Um, and you know a lot, a lot more suppliers and distributors are starting to use AI and ChatGPT. I know Meg, you guys just mentioned uh, not that long ago that SNS was starting to implement AI and robotics, right? For, oh, yeah. In the warehouses and stuff like that. I mean, it's that's considered AI, isn't it? Yeah, and it, they're really cool. They're like little Roombas, but not room, little. They're very big, and when you see it on the massive scale, it looks like these. They're very polite robots that have like these crates that are stacked up. I don't know. A, 10 feet high. I don't even know, but they'll be like going the same and one will stop and then the other one will go. And it's so, it's so cool. There was like hundreds of them. So yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. So Elon Musk is over in the UK right now talking about how, uh, you know, we got to, we got to develop smarter AI uh, or safe, safe AI. Yes. Uh, it, it, it could be the end of us. <laughs> it could be. Well, I'm really interested in what was your starting point? Like what AI program did you use to kind of like, to be like, wow, this is it. This is going to help us get to the next spot. Like initially, like what was that gave you that confidence builder and like learning AI and chat, the GPT stuff? So prior to chat GPT, like really making itself known, like open AI the creator of ChatGPT has been around and they've been working on stuff like this for a while. We just haven't seen it like hit mainstream. And there were tools like Jasper 
and another one that I had used was called Copyright. And these were kind of tools similar to ChatGPT, but it was more specific to an individual task. So say you wanted to write a Facebook ad, like a caption for an ad. You'd have a little prompt, you'd type in what kind of ad you're looking for, and then the AI would spit out a response. And so that, that was kind of the first introduction to it. And this was probably one or two years prior to ChatGPT really mm. showing itself. So I started playing with some of that and it was it was neat, but it wasn't anything mind blowing. Like I wasn't impressed by the results. They were coming back and I was like, okay, I get it, but I have to rewrite all this. I have to redo it all anyway. So I wasn't quite sure what the real point of it was. And then when ChatGPT came out and you could have conversations with it and it could spit out an answer and you could be like, okay, I don't like that. I wish you would change it in this way. Yeah. And it comes back with a new answer. And then it was like, holy cow, this is, this is what's going to change everything for yeah. creators. And it can write like the um, script. You can tell, like, if you are one of the, you can write scripts, but you can't do it if, like, I wouldn't be able to go in and be like, just generate this script and let me take it, copy and paste it because there are still errors in that. I think you really have to, it's not going to replace the people that are writing those because you have to be able to understand it to make sure it's correct and to tweak it. Because <clears> It's going to be like the generic, it's going to be very generic really. But yeah, you can do a lot with it now. Yeah, you have to know script. Yeah. Have you guys seen the um, the group that recreated South Park uh, with the AI tool? So, yeah. uh, Nick, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but it was pretty neat. So there was a group that wanted to see how far they could take um, the AI model. And so they basically helped uh, learn by in, you know putting in data into the AI you know, database, describing kind of each character and... Um, you know, we've been putting images, still images of what these characters looked like. So, you know, Kenny looks like this and this is how he acts, like, you know, kind of describe them all. And then it create, they had AI create the whole town. And then it said, all right, enter the prompt. And the prompt is something, you know, like uh, su such and such character loses his phone or whatever. And then it would say, you know, write a 30 minute script, boom. And it would have all the characters move, interact, create, these full episodes animated with script with everything and how they would interact with each other basically creating episodes of entire shows wow um, and they were like you know obviously we're not going to release this because we're, we don't have rights to it but it was like this is this is where it could go like it could it could actually do that and then they could go in and interject and say actually at this point let's have this character come in and then it rewrites it and changes it so um it's pretty far advanced <laughs> right now so that's pretty incredible. wild did you go to adobe max um nick oh say that again adobe max oh i yeah i was tuned into that for a couple of the days that they were running there's some pretty awesome stuff going on there it's incredible so i did not i don't go in person obviously but i did register so i started watching them as well but i've been so caught up but when you do register you have access to all of it which is really incredible one of the keynote speakers is actually from our industry um he's a decorator and i was like oh i know him uh aaron draplin so i thought that was really cool That's awesome yeah, he's a, like a big screen printer with like very cool designs and stuff. So I thought that was really interesting. But the amount of, <laughs> excuse me, AI that's just that's coming is incredible. And 
I wish I had more time to do a deep dive on it before this podcast, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance. So I'm really excited to kind of play with it and see if, see like what it's all about, but I don't know. Um, I'm really curious to see. Um, I mean, I asked chat GPT, so I have the answers, but like in real life, I'm really curious to see how AI will affect promo overall. I mean, I think the biggest fear which I think it's a it's a it's a validated fear, but that's only because you just don't understand it yet. But the fear is that AI is going to replace the creative people, the marketing people, the uh, the illustrators. But like I said, when we put that once, you know, write that write the script for the the back end of something, it, unless you understand that and can translate that and and tweak it to be right, it, it's not going to be. So I feel like that's the same with graphic design. Even if you use Dolly or any of those things, none of those images are vector. None of them. No one's able. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of AI that can do that. There is a website that will take an image and vectorize it, just like Image Trace will in Illustrator. And it's actually pretty good, like really good. But unless you have. Yeah. But like those dollies, like those images aren't vector. And when you try to image trace them or you try to put them into um, those things, they don't clean up very well still. So there's still that disconnect. But there's. There's, there's more than there was a year ago. There's more than there was 10 years ago. I mean, it's incredible. So like this time next year, it'll be like, I don't know. But I, I think the fear is that it's going to be replaced. You still need the human component. You still need the, the creativeness behind it. You still need the moving. You got to move the mouse. <laughs> you got to be able to add a little human touch to it. But um, are you seeing any other advantages for AI in our space by any chance, Nick? I mean, I guess what what you're mentioning right now, I think, is 100% spot on. Um, and I think that's what one of the biggest misconceptions with people who are first introduced into chat GPT, because it's been so overhyped, is that you tell it you want a promo, and then it spits out an amazing promo that you can then just copy paste into an ad, do whatever you want. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And that's not really the case. And what we're teaching everyone that's a part of our community, and as we're spreading the word about AI, is that it really it gets you 80 to 90 percent of the way there it puts a lot of the the heavy lifting down on paper for you but then it's your job as the brand as the human behind the brand to kind of bring that human out and yeah i mean the world's been just blown away by all the ai stuff happening yet everybody is still wanting that human connection they want to build that relationship with the people behind the brand the the voice the message all of that and AI just can't get you that. You can get it close, but it's it just can't give you exactly what your brand can offer and bring to the table. Yeah, I, I think you got to approach it like it's another tool in the toolbox. Um, you know, because my I think a lot of people think that it's just going to replace those people, like Meg said. And I, I think really, it's it spits out a lot of generic um, information. And you know, like you said, eighty to ninety percent, it gets you the bulk of the stuff. But then you either got to tweak it to put your own perspective on the things. Um, you know, and really even though it's going to create content faster and it's going to create ideas faster, um, I think the more and more people that actually buy into that, it's going to, going to leave a lot of room for uniqueness and creativity on the, on the other end of things, you know, so as 95% of the people are, you know, using that those 5% of the people that aren't, or, or that are using it, but are able to tweak it in a much more creative way it really opens the door for people more than anything, I think. So, um, and if, if you think about it, so these AI tools are basically giving, I'm going to, I'm going to say the average person, the ability to create something that they might not have been able to create. 
Now, the people who were already able to create that, that had the skills, that had the knowledge, if they adopt these AI tools and they start using them and they can apply their own skills to what these AI tools can bring to the table, they're just going to set themselves up even higher than where they were before. So it's right. it's all relative to how everyone's going to be using it, who's going to be adopting it. I, I kind of think about it similar to like the calculator when that came out. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, can't use a calculator. Like, no. It's cheating. Now, yeah. Or in school, they're like, oh yeah, it's not like you have a calculator in your pocket. Well, now we have these cell phones. Like it's a piece of technology that evolves and we learn how to use it and advance it and get better with it. AI is the same exact thing. Everyone's kind of like, oh, you can't use AI. That's scary. It's like, it's not going to work. People are going to figure out how to make it work. And the people that already have the skills are going to be able to make it work better than a lot of other people. So AI is going to be like the Casio watch that you had with the little buttons on it. And you're like, doop, 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 doop. <laughs> so I have a hot take. That's, that's a little bit. I think it will cost jobs. And here's what, I, here's why I think that, um, any big tech revolution has some people that get dropped off. And so, you know, whether, you know, especially with our industry, with our industry being such a behind industry, we, you know, if you think about it, can you name a distributor that doesn't use the internet, right? It's like, no, like there's probably very few, or if they are, they're very small at this point, but if you don't keep up with what's going on around you, there is some natural drop off, you know, with failure to adjust and failure to adapt. So I do think this is going to be like kind of the next wave of there will be some people that either decide to this is their time that they're leaving or this is the time mm. that they're not going to choose to take that next step and adjust. I do think that AI is starting to integrate in like basically all of our everyday processes, like my illustrator updated. Right. And once my illustrator updated, there's like all these functions now with AI comprehension. There's I haven't like, been in there in a couple of days. I need oh, to get awesome. in there. Oh. Yeah, you can do text, uh, text, text to vector AI generated stuff. There's a product mocks, which I believe were launched Q4, uh, where you can load in products, have them auto mocked up so they naturally look like they're on the pieces. So can you continue to adapt without it? Yes, but you'd be using half of your tool belt, right? Because now everything's going to have it integrated. So I think there'll be some natural regret, you know, I would say natural pruning, but there will be. There'll be those that choose to kind of go with the technology that now everybody's using or you won't. And I do think that that does leave some people behind, just like any other tech technological advancement. So um, I, don't, I don't know that I'm saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that I think it's just natural to expect that there will be some folks that just can't adjust or can't adapt and they always they love life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, as it relates to the promotional industry, um, our biggest uh, sticking point with it being fully integrated is the data set learning. Um, and I'm sure Nick knows all about this, but there's things like you can feed in, there's all these tests like it like fed in what a lemon was, I believe was the example. And they kept feeding in this information and eventually it started spitting out other things that weren't lemons because it's like, it was limited by the data set. And so like with product being, you know, size specific, color specific, all, there's so many variables and combinations of different things. The massive, it's a massive data set. You know, we have millions of SKUs in our industry. Not to say it can't be done. It's just going to take some time before that, be, you know, our industry becomes a priority. 
you know how our industry is. It's not, it's not like the priority one of tech advancement. That's going to be mm-hmm. medical and business and all the other things before it gets to the promotional world. But, um, but there are lots of really neat things. There's companies that have done auto company stores in 30 seconds. Um, you can do AI's uh, product promotional product stores in 30 seconds. You just type in the URL. It pulls the logo off of it. It mocks up thousands of products in 30 seconds. It's like, well, so there's some really cool things coming, I think, for... I did try that, though, Stephen. It wasn't perfect, again, but I only well, yeah. tried it one time. But I did see it, and I think it's definitely unique. But again, I've been doing this for a while, yeah. That's yeah. like, that was the first one and the first step. Yeah. And that was weeks after they had that capability, not years. Like it used to be. You're right. You're right. I was, I was going to say that's kind of scary too, though, because that's like from a, from a production standpoint, like I can tell you as a supplier, there's, there is um, a divide or a gap between just the virtual people, the people that are doing virtual mock-ups and then the people that are actually in production. So I can only imagine what AI and their limited you know, capacity is there as well to be able to figure out like what exactly can and can't be done with a logo and in a product and the space and the size yeah. and all that good stuff. That's very human touch right now. Like, so you need that because it's different for every single product. And yeah, I mean, and without like creating those parameters, I don't know, you know, on the back end, how that's even, how that would ever even be, you know, fully realized or possible. And, and that's a huge task. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that for so, sure. So Nick, what do you what are you seeing as far as the speed of this? Because it seems like like a week passes and you're in the next version, you know, or it's like there's 10 more tools and and I think what people don't realize too, it's a tool that can help you advance itself. So it's like you get stuck. I tell people I'm like, "What do you?" They're like, "I don't know what to do. I don't know what prompt to put in next." I'm like, "Ask it what prompt to put in next." Like literally ask it what the next step is. If you don't know the next step and it'll tell you the next thing you should do is probably one of these things. Okay. Do one of those. Like you can't get stuck if you just keep asking what to do next. So what what are you seeing as far as like the speed of this whole stuff? I mean, the the speed is crazy. I mean, we've, we've seen chat GPT when it was launched, go from like chat GPT three to 3.5 to four. Now we're like kind of four point something. And like, it, it just keeps growing. And that's been in less than a year. And we've seen it go from text to being able to handle images, to being able to write code, to mm-hmm. be able to process voice. Like it's, it's moving at an exponential rate. And I think what's interesting now is people are starting to think of what are the negative implications that are going on? Like this is going so fast and is it going to get ahead of ourselves where we don't know what's, what's coming, what bad mm-hmm. could possibly come of this. So a lot of companies are looking at the safety aspect and Jeff, mentioned earlier the the big safety summit going over uh, overseas like this is something that they're actively thinking about and i think a lot of these ai companies are slowing down just a little bit they still have their foot on the gas but maybe they're just kind (laughs) of letting off a little um because we don't know like there's Mm -hmm. there was the big writer strike that just happened um there's a lot of things out there right now that people are nervous about so i think we're going to see it pull back just a little bit but i think i mean as technology advances that that rate just continues to accelerate till you're a a vertical line you know what i mean so Mm. it's it it's pretty wild to see how everything's just been advancing so quickly in just a matter of a year 
So I have a follow-up question to that, Dan. If, if since the speed of things are so fast, how do you like? How should anybody be able to keep up with it? Like, how how do we, as maybe somebody that doesn't even have an introduction in ChatGPT to this point, or somebody that has very minimal experience with it, how are we meant to keep up with the AI or the tech that's behind it? How do we continue to use it to to be able to grow with it as opposed to being left behind? That's a great question. I think the biggest thing is just playing with it. One of the mm -hmm. first things we tell people that have never been playing, like never used ChatGPT, is go have a conversation with it. Talk to it like you would a friend. Like talk to it like you're talking to Jeff or Meg or Steven. Like just have a conversation with it and see how it responds. And as you kind of get, you understand how it interacts and how it will reply to you. And like aside from just physically sitting down and using it, I don't know. I think it'd be very easy to get left behind, especially with how fast these things are moving. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's simple. Have a conversation. It's a, it's a conversation. I agree, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a stab at it, too, because I, I, I think if you're trying to get into it right now, it would be like trying to learn how a cell phone's made versus learning how to use a cell phone later. So what I, what I get, what I'm getting at is like, Right now, it's so fast and it's such an, in a development stage that you get into it like at this moment, it's actually, it can be a little more difficult because you don't know which version the versions are changing. Like, which tool do I start with? Do I pay for this? Do I not do this? I almost think it waiting like six months, everything could be so integrated. It could just be in the tools that you use every day. You know, it's Steven's um, just trying to get a six month head start on everybody else. Don't listen. That's nice. <laughs> but, but it's true. Like if you were to try to use the first computer versus a computer two years later, it would just be so much easier to use because it's it's so it tells you, hey, click here to get started. You know, yeah. and, like, and so I think some of it right now is very clunky because it's just open. It's just free what for you all. Want to do. Yeah. Like there's just a bar like you have to be the one to type it in instead of it being more of a like a, Hey, like, are you interested in these things? Okay. Click here, you know, and then it's, you know, guides you through, which I think is where some of these things are going when you see it in application, like on illustrator and in some of these font finders and text things and, and everything. <laughs> Out of curiosity. Go, 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 go. I was just going to say, I think there's something to be said about early adopters though. I mean, you know, when you think about the sure. internet and that, that boom, you know, people that got on, early on were able to you know find a lot of success with it whereas you know if you got on later you know you kind of not to say let you were left behind but there was so much more to be had by those guys that early adopted but the the sticking point to that is that it's, it has to be something that's that's going to stick around it can't be a fad like non-fungible oh, no. tokens no. well i, I think the difference is, is the timing it used to take so long from iteration one to iteration two with big tech stuff now we're talking weeks and one so it's like how much of an advantage can you possibly get you know it's maybe there is some but i, I don't know it's it's hard to tell um but I, I agree did you guys by chance this is out of curiosity and nick i'm curious did you guys see the car on fire video or the car on fire um ai animated video that one of the gaming companies put out mm -mm. Um, so they were trying to create hyper realistic imaging with uh they were using a car on fire in the middle of the street and um it's indistinguishable between real and wow. uh fake um because it uses ai as well as like some of like the the engines that are out there for for, for animation so it's it's wild 
The host stuff is wild. <laughs> so. I, I will say in regards to that, I, I don't know if AI is being used for it, but there's one one like first person shooter game that's in development right now that legitimately looks like real. I mean, it is like real images. Almost. I mean, it's insane. So yeah. I mean, that's that's certainly one thing that is pretty cool. Um, um, can I add something really quickly? I so a no. I. Well, I went on to chat GPT and I asked them, mind you, I use the the new the 4.0 version with the web browsing. So this is going to be like, you know, before it could only give you data up to 2021. So for the sake of, you know, I asked earlier, like, how is it going to um, have an impact on the promotional market? But we pretty much covered all those topics. So I thought we could end it with like, based on the information gathered, what were the, the top AI products for content creators in 2023? Um, so it browsed multiple sources across the internet. Um, I'm gonna read these off, Nick. Do you mind? Do you want to give me like a, a like a ABC rating on them if you're your own opinion or yeah, not? Okay. So the, the top one, and I'll give you like some reasons on the, the top ones, but the other ones I'll just tell you what they are. Okay. The number one is ClickUp. Um, best for marketing, project management, and AI content writing assistance offers. You know, generating ideas, copywriting, copy editing, and task management, visual collaboration. So, do you know that one? I'm familiar with it. I haven't okay. used it. It's okay. more the project management side of things. Um, and one thing I will say a lot of these tools that are coming out, I, I'm not positive on ClickUp, but a lot of these tools are using the technology behind ChatGPT. Yes. So, Chat, ClickUp may be one of those tools that. Rather than you going to ChatGPT and getting the answers, ClickUp goes to ChatGPT for mm. you to get you the answers. Okay, that's cool. It does say real-time reporting, and so okay. The second one is Narato, Nardo, N-A-R-R-A-T-O, Narato, Nardo. Best for end-to-end -end AI content creations, planning, collaboration, workflow management. Provides AI content creation and planning mm. assistance for a variety of content, including blog posts, emails, blah blah blah. Okay, three. Lately, I think I've heard of lately. Like lately AI. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Best for generating AI social media posts. Um, I'll have to check that one out. Jasper, you know you use right. Mm -hmm. Um, Copy AI. Mm -hmm. And then um, mm -hmm. Sound Draw. Not familiar with that one. And then um, audio texts virtual, spatial pictures and videos. It's a new format of AI that creates spatial pictures and 3D virtual images for the surrounding physical spaces. Dope. That sounds cool. I'm going to jump into all of these this weekend and play with them because they seem really cool. like Pokemon Go. I know. Oh, yeah, it does sound like Pokemon Go. How was <laughs> Promo Go. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Lord. The Lately AI one, that is one that I actually currently use that okay. is one of the earlier ai tools that i've man that one's probably closer to 2020 when they were like i first got put on their radar okay and what's cool with that is you can take your videos or your blog posts whatever it is and you put a link in to that blog post and then lately goes and scans that information pulls out like little tweets yeah um, pulls out videos from a video if you upload that and then you can schedule it across your social media platforms mm. and then their ai is constantly learning based on what is working for you <laughs> so if a post uses this hashtag or this word and gets more engagement it's going to let you know that and the next time it's going to look for that word or that hashtag or whatever it is to improve your engagement and grow you overall yeah that, that's that really awesome. that's neat 
That sounds a lot hmm. like Copilot. Have you heard of Copilot? Uh, is that like the Microsoft Copilot? Yes. So it's going to be yes. built into these computers, basically. So you can you can say, all right, well, I didn't have time to watch the industry insider for me. Like, watch it and like tell me what it was about, and it'll summarize it. And then it could like it. So it's very similar to that. But um, we don't have it on our computers yet. But like, that's so cool. That is so cool. It, like, I'm really excited for all this stuff. So I know we're going over, but I just want to talk about those. I will put all of those in the chat so everyone can take a look at them um, after the podcast is over. But yeah. How Thank dare you. you suggest that AI should give somebody the cliff notes on our show as opposed to watching the show, Meg? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, don't do that. But like. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, any closing uh, statements or anything else that we should be aware of that we haven't covered yet before we uh, before we let you go? I'll, I'll give one, because I, I know you, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the chat GPT prompting. So I want to at least give one chat GPT prompting tip for you guys. Oh, yes. Um, so for one, you, you have to think about like you are explaining it to a third grader. Whatever task you want it to do, assume that it knows nothing and be very, like, as detailed as possible. Think back in school when it's like you have to give instructions on how to draw a certain image. You're going one step at a time and eventually it doesn't look like anything you wanted. That's exactly what ChatGPT is doing. You have to give it the steps that you want. But then lastly, follow it up after the prompt isn't done and everything's good to go. Add this question to it. Say, I want you to follow up with any relevant questions that you have for me. Do that. Yep. Yes. To make sure that you are coming up with the best possible response. And that alone, like anything that you might not have been thinking about in that prompt, ChatGPT is going to start getting you thinking about it, but you're going to feed those answers back into ChatGPT and it's going to have that information. Okay. The more information you can give it, the better response it's going to have. So to help me that, help that you alone. Help yep. me. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Help me help that, you help that me. will 100% improve any kind of prompt you put in there. 100%. Oh, that's awesome. That's actually a really, a really good tip, man. Thank you. Yeah. We did that yeah, like absolutely. last week and I was like, Oh, it's asking me if it, if it wants me to do or wants it to do something. And he was like, yeah, I uh, put that thing in. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, hundred percent. Thank you, Nick. That, this was a great episode. I, I'm, I'm loving this stuff, you know, been on it for a while and you know, it's just exciting. I'm exciting to see like the tides turn and the little hamster going in, in Jeff's head because he was so like not playing with his hamster. <laughs> no, I'm way more in line with this than I am your NFTs and non-fungible tokens. That's garbage. But anyhow, Stephen McFadden, any closing remarks? No, um, I, it's, there's, right. it's, it's an endless topic because I because like it, you really can just start going down rabbit holes. <laughs> thinking about what's next and how to use it. And um, I just, I think it's exciting regardless though. I think there's a lot of excitement around it and um, I can't wait to kind of see how as a distributor supplier start in, engaging it as well. So that will be cool. Steven, did you write a book? <gasps> That's right. I did did you, you use chat GPT to, uh, to write the book for yourself? I did not. No, I wrote it on my phone um, uh, while pushing my daughter on a swing. So, and it officially got published and released. I'm trying to find it because I thought I had a copy in here. Um, and it went live. Uh, I thought your shtick was to read a book at the beginning of every episode. We gave <laughs> now you, oh, right? you should have been reading you know the book. The next one. There you go. <laughs> This there week, I decided to display some artwork uh, mm -hmm. that we did as a team at a splatter house. 
highly recommend um, fun activity. And if your splatter house has the option of giving everybody guns filled with paint, I would say yes, do it. Um, we did that too. So awesome. How fun. Very cool. All right. Well, Nick, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and, you know, giving us all of your experience and expertise in chat GPT and AI, uh, really fun episode. And, uh, yeah, can't thank you enough, man, for joining us. Yep. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This was a blast. Anytime awesome. I get a chance to talk about this stuff, like I'm there. <laughs> That's cool. Us too. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, until next time, take it easy. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.